Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season three of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, January 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2023. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the word of God. Ladies, let's pray. Our God and our Father, we bow our heads and humble ourselves before your throne of mercy and of grace. As we begin our Bible study, we ask you to join us in the study of your word. Anoint my lips of clay so that your word goes forth in spirit and in truth. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross so that you only are seen and heard in this Bible study. Anoint us with strength and self-care today and always bless us with patience and wisdom. Encourage us to choose your ways and to behave well. Lord, lift us up for your blessing today. Will you bind the powers of the spirit of darkness so that not one evil deed is met against this ministry or these your people. Bless each person within the sound of my voice and be ye glorified. In Jesus' name, I ask all these things and give you thanks for answered prayer. Count it as done by faith and in accordance to your word. Amen. Ladies, jealousy is defined as thoughts or feelings of insecurity fear, and concern over a relative lack of possession or safety. It can consist of one or more emotions like anger, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, or disgust. Jealousy is experienced in nearly every human relationship, and it is seen in all cultures, which makes it a universal trait. Further, jealousy is an unclean spirit that triggers violence and abusive behaviors where a person can become physically injured or even killed. People who are extremely jealous due to their extreme insecurity are believed to have a broken Jezebel jealous spirit because they hear demons telling them lies about their victims, such as their spouse flirting with other women or other men when they are not. Jealousy is one of the primary reasons marriages fail, friendships end, ministries fall apart, etc. It is not of God, but rather it is a stronghold that breaks our spirit and that needs to be torn down. So how do we overcome a spirit of jealousy? Join me in a leap of faith of trusting God and his word to transform our bodies, our mind, our hearts, and our spirit as we take an exciting journey of self-care because self-care equals self-love. To that end, today's episode asks and answers the question, how do we overcome the spirit of jealousy? In the Bible, jealousy is linked to envy and sometimes used simultaneously. But there are subtle differences. Both envy and jealousy desire something they want or do not have, but jealousy takes it a step further. For example, let's say you are a single woman who wants to get married and you have been praying to God and asking him to bring you the perfect partner or bring the perfect partner into your life. But you keep meeting men whose needs are not compatible to yours. And it seems like you are never going to get married. 
Nevertheless, you consider you continue praying and exercising your faith. Then one day you receive a telephone call from a friend who gives you her happy news that she has recently become engaged to be married. This is the second or third friend who has shared this happy news with you in the past year. You can envy your friend while at the same time be genuinely happy for her and wish that you had the same good news to share. However, if you are jealous of your friend's good news, bitterness will take root in your heart, feelings of resentment grows, and these feelings can break an otherwise beautiful friendship. Envy often focuses on the thing we want, which can lead to jealousy, which often focuses on the person who possesses what we want. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 20, the Bible defines envy as the works of the flesh, saying, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, robberies, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What the Apostle Paul is talking about in these verses is the battle between the flesh and the spirit that exists in every believer. Though it is an interior, invisible battle, the results are outwardly evident. However, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul knew that it was important to be specific just as we must know specifically how we walk in the flesh and although we cannot see the flesh, we can see what it does. Paul provides a list of good behaviors and a list of bad behaviors organized by categories of sensual sin, religious sin, interpersonal sin, and social sins. But this is not an exhaustive list. It is just enough to give us a good idea of what the person who walks in the flesh does. On the list, Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, envies, murderers, or murderers. Notice that the word envy is sandwiched between the words heresies and murders. All of these are people sins. In other words, they are sins that primarily express themselves in how we treat others. And God cares deeply about our sexual and moral purity, and he cares about the purity of our religion and worship. But he passionately cares about how we treat one another as evident in the fact that Paul uses more words to describe these interpersonal sins. In our text that I just read, Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 and 21, or 19 through 21, jealousy means the desire to have what someone else has, the desire that which is to desire that which is not yours. Desiring what someone else has, desiring that which is not yours, is not of God. James chapter 3, verse 16 says, For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and everything evil 
and every evil thing are there. You see, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And not only that, but when you are jealous, you are not content in your own life because you are always coveting someone else's. Desiring what someone else has is not as life-fulfilling as fulfilling your own desires. So why would you covet or yearn to possess what someone else has instead of seeking your own heart's desires? When God says, you shall not covet, this is the 10th commandment, he is telling us not to compare our life to others. By the way, coveting is idolatry, which leads to other types of sins like lust and murder, etc. Because coveting, like jealousy, is a deep desire to possess that which belongs to another. It is an inordinate desire or discontent for what you do not have. And it is usually the result of greed and self-centeredness without regard for the law of God. In Romans chapter seven, verse seven, the apostle Paul says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetedness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. Ladies, the law is like an x-ray machine revealing everything on the inside of us, all that is hidden, including that which we might not even know is on the inside of us, but for the law, which sin corrupts. Every action starts in the heart and any of us can be tainted by a jealous, defiled heart. The Bible is replete with stories about envy and jealousy, including the instigator of jealousy and the bad, even criminal behaviors that jealousy triggers. For example, the Bible story about Cain and Abel, the first two sons of Adam and Eve, involves jealousy. One son was a farmer, the other was a shepherd. Both brothers made sacrifices to God, but Abel's sacrifice was more acceptable and favored by God over Cain's sacrifice. Cain became so jealous of God's favoring of Abel's sacrifice that Cain slew or killed his own brother. Abel, remember earlier that I said jealousy leads to other types of sins. So, Cain killed his brother Abel. Here, Cain's jealousy led him to murder his own brother. Then in Genesis chapter 37, we read a very heartfelt story about Joseph and 10 of his 11 brothers. Joseph was the first son of Jacob and Rachel. In Genesis chapter 37, verses three through four, we learn that Joseph was loved by his father Jacob more than his brothers, and his father gave him a tunic of many colors. The Bible says now Israel, that would be Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and would not speak peaceably to him. In these two verses, we see how jealousy was birthed out of an act of favoritism. This favoritism eventually induced hatred and contention amongst Joseph's brothers towards him. 
Favoritism within families, whether real or perceived, is oftentimes a driving force for jealousy. A mother and or father might not verbalize their preference for one child over another, but the unique differences in how one child is treated tells the other children that this child is favored. In the case of Joseph, favoritism in the family led to hatred, bitterness, and contention. If this is an issue in your family and you ignore it, the jealous individual might take a drastic approach to voicing their concerns, which could very well lead to the physical separation of the individuals involved. In the initial stage of jealousy, Joseph's brothers hated him because their father loved him more than them. Then Joseph had a dream, which he shared with them. In Genesis chapter 37, verses 5 through 11, Joseph dreamed that he would reign over his family and would have dominion over them. When he told his brothers his dream, the Bible says they hated him even more and they conspired to kill him. The tunic that jo Jacob gave Joseph was not a work garment such as what Joseph's brothers wore, but it was an elaborate, colorful work of art that stood out and spoke of nobility as opposed to hard work. And the many colors symbolized Jacob's favoritism for Joseph. So it set Joseph apart from his brothers in a way that the brothers did not like. As a result, this colorful tunic caused a lot of family drama and aroused a powder keg of emotions, including jealousy in the brothers toward Joseph. And at an opportune time, the brothers ripped the tunic off Joseph and threw him into a pit with the intention of leaving him for dead. But when they saw a caravan of merchants coming, they poured Joseph out of the pit and sold him into slavery to a caravan of merchants bound for Egypt. Can you just imagine the hurt and the feelings of depression Joseph must have felt at having been sold into slavery without his consent by his own brothers and at having to deal with being separated from his family, especially his beloved mother and father who doted on him. In this story, jealousy is the basis on which individuals become depressed, weak, fearful, anxious, angry, vengeful, and violent. In the Bible story about King Saul and David, we read how jealousy triggered violent and abusive acts. Saul had the honor of being chosen by God as Israel's first king, and he began his reign as a humble and reverent king. However, over time, King Saul became disobedient to the will of God and he rejected God by putting his own desires before God's will and over Israel's well-being. Well, when you reject God, God will reject you, which is what happened with King Saul. God's spirit departed from Saul and God anointed David as King Saul's successor. This act by God moved Saul to jealousy, and Saul began to keep a watchful, jealous eye on David. All the while David was succeeding in everything he did, he became a mighty warrior, and the Jewish women sang songs in celebration of his war victories. 
in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 7, we read that Saul's emotions trig, um, towards David grew worse after the people mocked him in songs singing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. The comparison made King Saul all the more angry because he came to realize that David was esteemed to be greater than he. And King Saul hunted David like predator and prey, seeking to kill him. And the Bible says that David was hiding in caves. The Bible story is, or this Bible story is a perfect example of how one person's success can stir jealousy in the hearts of individuals who have not accomplished the same thing. This is the type of jealousy that occurs between coworkers, in friendships, and in marriages. In a marriage, any inequality between a husband and a wife can cause a person who sits at the lower end to feel jealous. Further, financial inequality, academic achievements, and low self-esteem issues are some of the circumstances that sometimes provoke jealousy in a spouse and or others. When a spouse is jealous, he or she might begin to portray malicious and abusive behaviors. Let's talk about Eve, the first woman. In Genesis chapter three, verses one through six, we read that envy found its way into the garden of Eden. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now Eve is lying because God did not say you couldn't touch it. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. The serpent tempted Eve, and despite her having a perfect life, she literally became ensnarled by envy, wanting to be like her all-knowing God. Jealousy focuses on the person who possesses what we want. In this case, case Eve was focused on God's omniscience, on his infinite wisdom. Eve made a conscious decision to eat the forbidden fruit. And she not only acted on her decision, but she gave it to her husband who also ate. And all of this resulted in severe consequences for humanity. First, God put enmity between Satan and the woman, between his seed and her seed. Second, the woman would bring forth her children in great pain and her desire would be for her husband who would rule over her. Third, Adam, because he heeded the voice of his jealous wife, and ate from the tree which God commanded him not to eat of, was cursed to toil and till the ground for food for the rest of his life. And fourth, humanity was cursed to death and to the earth from which we were taken. God said, from dust you are, and to dust you shall return. 
and therein lies the death sentence. Jealousy is a sin. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. A lot of people might not want to talk about it, but today jealousy also manifests itself in ministries. When God begins to use or elevate certain individuals in ministry and other members of a congregation are moved to jealousy and they do mean-spirited evil things to their brothers and sisters in Christ because they covet the blessing God has bestowed on someone else. This is a broken Jezebel, jealous spirit that has no boundaries as to when and where it chooses to manifest. And it leads to other types of sins like covetousness, lying, attempted murder, murder, idolatry, death, a, uh, a spirit of uncooperating, etc. Jealousy can be defined as an intense, passionate emotion felt when someone perceives a threat to a valued relationship. Jealousy is often marked by insecurity, fear, and distrust. The Bible says that jealousy is more dangerous than anger and as cruel as the grave. So how does one get set free from a broken Jezebel, jealous spirit? How do we overcome the spirit of jealousy? There are numerous ways to bind a spirit of jealousy, but I'm going to suggest just three. First, we must recognize that jealousy is not of God and any spirit not of God is an unclean spirit. James chapter three, verses 14 through 16 says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, central, demonic. So where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every and every evil thing are there. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33 tells us that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace to get delivered from a broken Jezebel spirit of jealousy. We must be honest about our own negative feelings and behavior as opposed to being blinded from the truth or lying because the truth is what sets us free. This freedom comes as a result of our abiding in the word of God. When we know God's truth, he works his freedom in our life through his truth. And this freedom does not come from just an academic pursuit of truth, but from abiding in the word of God. Second, if you are feeling jealous, be honest with yourself. Do not lie to yourself. Admit that what you are feeling is jealousy and check yourself immediately. Jealousy stems from envy, one of the seven deadly sins and is the work of the devil. Anything of the devil is evil. When you are jealous of someone, it is because they have something that you do not have and it demonstrates a lack of contentment and a lack of control, self-control on your part. And it shows that you are being controlled by earthly things, meaning that you have fleshly desires. Jealousy is a sick and disturbing cycle because there will always be another person or other people who have what you do not have. It is normal to get jealous once in a while, but be honest about what is going on inside of you. Sometimes when we name our emotions, just giving a name to what we are feeling helps us start to gain some control 
over those feelings. Third, when someone has hurt us due to their jealous feelings towards us, we must forgive them for the hurt they have caused because of their jealous feelings towards us. And this is easier said than done because sometimes people can hurt us pretty bad. But remember that jealousy oftentimes arises out of the fear of losing a person like a spouse to someone else. However, the moment we recognize through God's word that fear does not exist in love, we position ourselves for victory over the broken spirit of jealousy. First John chapter four, verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And our relationship with God, or if our relationship with God is marked by fear, which can result in jealousy, then we have not been made perfect, meaning complete and mature in God's love. So I encourage you to cultivate a spirit of love and of loving because jealousy has no place to live when true love moves in. The problem with jealousy is that peace never exists, whereas discontentment always does. You can never truly live peacefully because your life feels empty, always desiring what seems full in someone else's life, like the Bible characters we examined earlier. So if you have a jealous heart, seek God and ask him for peace. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30 says, a tranquil heart makes for a healthy body, but jealousy is like bone cancer. Bone cancer can begin in any part of the body and can strike at any time. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, that godliness with contentment is great gain. When you are focused on God and what he has for you and his specific purpose for your life and only your life, you gain contentment. It is a great gain to pursue righteousness and godliness because attributes like these give you an eternal perspective that is more valuable than living a life jealous of and coveting what others' lives portray rather than focusing on God's portrayal of your own. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y.com. You may donate to Broken Vessels, hyphen, Mended and Whole, or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you and all those you hold near and dear. Amen. <music>